Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast. Is doing the most important things alone a good idea? How comfy are you with your choices when it comes to life's biggest decisions? What is real peace of mind with financial confidence and how can you get it? Chris Fleming and Mark Peachy are the founders of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. On the show, they bring together the best and brightest minds to share with you how to have a more confident financial picture. They empower listeners with simple, common sense and financial wisdom. And now, here are your hosts from LPF Advisors. All right, I want to welcome everybody to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors. I'm your host, Chris Flaming, as always. And today I have the honor of welcoming Nancy Hendrickson to the show. She is the manager of Total Rewards of Can Community Health. We'll find out what that is. Headquartered in Sarasota, Florida. And she's responsible for the operations of all group benefits programs there. Nancy, thanks for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. We're going to have some fun. Let's dive in. So I, I know you have an interesting history. I'd like you to kind of take me through that and what led you to where you where you are today. Well, I became a licensed life and health insurance agent mm. when I lived in Baltimore. And this is going back to probably the early 90s. And I worked in various uh, brokerage firms. It was mainly group health insurance that I dealt with, uh, handling new business, renewals, And eventually, I ended up at a third-party administrator in Towson, Maryland, and that's Benefit Mall, where I headed the enrollment department. Then I decided to join other family members down in Sarasota, and um, my life and health license, I let it drop because it didn't come with me. The Maryland didn't transfer down to Florida. Right. So I started back into bookkeeping, which I had done many years ago, and then worked my way back into benefits. Ended up at CAN. Okay. So now was there a certain part about benefits and benefits administration that you particularly like or that you felt like that drew you back to that and and caused you to want to make a career out of that? Benefits are an integral part of an employee's welfare. And even on a personal level, if someone has a claims issue or they have a life event, um, speaking in the insurance realm, that is my way of helping. That is my way of making sure that our employees have what they need. That's not even including the wellness benefits that are provided. So yeah, it's my way to help people. Awesome. All right. So are there some things that you wish you knew when you started out that you know today? If you go back in time and talk to the younger Nancy, oh. <laughs> give, her some, give her some advice. What would you tell her? Uh-huh. Follow your heart. Okay. Well, elaborate on that. You, okay. All right. So do you mean like just the desires of your heart or kind of the, the leading of your heart? What do you kind of mean by that? Um, I think that everybody, and this is sort of off topic, but I sure. think that everyone has this little inner voice mm-hmm. and you should always listen to it. It will guide you. Okay. Yeah, I agree about that. Um, the inner voice, that's for sure. 
there's those forks in the road and there's usually a, some, a little inner voice talking to you about what direction you should go in. Exactly. We don't always listen to it, but right. it's still there. So is there something particular that you are really liking about your career right now? This is a plug, but I love working for, the, for my company. Okay. We, I love our mission. I love what we do. I love how we're run. Um, I think we definitely are employee focused and we are uh, patient focused. Okay. And when you marry those two things together, then you're going to have some pretty high job satisfaction. Right. Especially when you feel like you're valued. Okay. So let's kind of jump in to some questions that I have um, that, that speaks to your experience and relies on your kind of expertise in the area. So when you're designing or you're thinking about or evaluating a benefits offering to prospective, first prospective employees, what do you feel like are some main components that are necessary in order for it to be competitive? So we're talking from an employee's perspective. Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. In order to be competitive, they have to be able to afford it. And the benefit has to offer enough that if they can afford it, they can use it. Okay. It's really, to me, it's really that simple. Is it affordable? And um, is it set up in a way that the employee doesn't suffer when they use it? Okay. All right. Yeah, there's some, they get some benefit from it. It was, there was some value for what they paid for it. Yes. Okay. So I'm sure you've been involved in situations where there was a big change that occurred in uh, either a company that you were in or a cause that you were involved in where you had to communicate something that was going to happen. So what are the unique challenges that you kind of face when a big change is going to happen and you have to roll that out? What do you feel like is important? Communication is always important and honesty too. So when you roll something out, you're, you're, you speak plainly and honestly, and you tell the staff, this is what we're changing. This is why we're changing it. And this is how it's going to affect you. Okay. And then of course you open yourself up to questions. Yeah. And do, do you think you need to be, I mean, you need to be prepared, I suppose, and available for maybe a certain amount of time of maybe negative feedback either because people don't understand it or they're confused about why it's changing. Right. You always have to listen to the employee and communicate with them. Yeah. They are what makes the company run and they're the bottom line. So you have to listen to the employee. Well, and the other thing I think about is people don't like bad surprises, right? So we like, we like good surprises, but not bad ones. So I find that with clients. I mean, you know, staying ahead of the communication, being forthright with them, being proactive. Um, really important. They may not like what's changing or like what's occurring, but um, we can't hide under our desk and right. you know, turn off the phone or put it on D&D or <laughs> call in, call in, call Even in sick. Sometimes we'd like to. Yeah. Call in sick for three weeks or something like that. <laughs> it'll be, hope it'll go away. If it's something that maybe we had to do yeah. as a company, um, just because of whatever circumstances changed or now exist or whatever, uh, you know, everyone is an adult and you're, some people might not be happy. Some people might think it's great, but as long as you make them feel that they're a part of it and that, and hopefully that they understand and that you care, 
because you, you could present something and be like, well, this is the way it is. And I'm really sorry. And I know you're going to feel like it's not as good as it was, but that's the way it is, is a lot more different than couching it with empathy and understanding. Yeah. Like many things in life, it's, it's the way that you uh, communicate, communicate the change and present it. Sure. Yep. So can you think that without sharing any, you know, personal details or anything confidential, can you think about an example of when you had a really satisfying experience with an employee from a benefits or a human resources standpoint, they were really helped or they really benefited from, you know, taking advantage of one of the things that you offer. Um, well, dating myself, I mean, I have a lot of years of experience, so I have a lot of examples. Okay. One is we installed a um, student loan refinancing program that is not only free to the employee, they get 200 bucks for successfully completing it. And I had one staff member tell me she saved $3,000. And then there's people or employees that have claims that they've tried to fix on their own. And and then they finally bring me in. I'm like, why did you wait? That's why I'm here. Let's get this taken care of. And then it does, it gets taken care of. That is very satisfying because everyone in life has these little bumps in the road. And my job is to try and smooth out those little bumps as much as I can. Yeah, and some some of the programs that people have to deal with, especially when it involves the government, you almost need like a, uh, 50 page instruction manual or a master's degree or something like that to be able to understand it. And it's usually written by attorneys. So you have to be able to interpret that. You have to interpret that. But benefits are very overwhelming to people. Yeah. They just really are. I mean, they might as well. I'm, it's like, Nancy, this is like Chinese to me. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing or even for a new hire that it's time for them to complete their benefits. That's when I have to go into nagging mode. And I, I understand that for some people, this is really overwhelming and they'd rather ignore it than go ahead and do it. How much of a function of that do you think is having so many choices, right? Because I've seen studies before, like, you know, there's a point of kind of you know, no return where you, there's so many things that are offered that then they can't make a decision because there's so many things to choose too from. Too much to think about. Yeah, there's too much yeah. to think about. So do, do you think that that occurs or, or if it does, how do you kind of, how do you battle that? Do you group them into categories of benefits or, you know, how do you handle that? Well, we don't do that where I work. Okay. I spent 45 minutes on the phone with my son the other night because it was his open enrollment. And he's like, mom, what is this benefit? What does the CA mean? What does the CO mean after Kaiser? And I said, can you email that to me? And he did. And I'm looking at it. I said, you know, it really would be nice if they explained in this program, is this for Colorado people? Is this only for California people? But yes, you can have too many. And if if that's the case, like with my son, we're like, okay, so this is the cost. This is what you've got. Let's narrow it down. How often does everyone in your family go to the doctor? And then with people, it's like, do let's look at your doctors. Do they participate in the HMO? Do they participate in the PPO? Is that something that's going to form your decision 
as to what you're going to take. Okay. So let's switch. I, um, without knowing a lot about your benefits, I know you guys probably offer something from a retirement standpoint that people can defer money into or save into. So what are you seeing as being a common misconception that people have either about the retirement plans that are available to them or, or maybe just saving at all? Is there some things that you have to overcome with them to try to get them to participate? Yeah, I always tell them, even if you're uh, deferring $5 a payroll, please go ahead and do it. There's, especially if there's employer matching, I always tell them that when you don't contribute, you're passing on this free money that is going into your account. And the difference is when you start when you're younger and maybe it's a smaller amount and gradually you can put more and more in per pay, but it's the length of time that you contribute and that when you wait till the end, even if you're putting a lot of money in, you're still not getting the return that you could have had if you started when you were younger. Yeah, that's the, uh, the compound interest concept. Right. The eighth wonder of the world, Nancy, <laughs> is what they call it. I think that was Albert Einstein who said that. I'm going to attribute the quote to him. Okay. Okay. So let's do like a fire off. I'm going to ask you some questions and we'll do like a stream of consciousness thing. You just say the first thing that comes to your mind. That's um, okay. No. Well, if you have to think about it a little bit, that's okay, but not too long. So what do you, what do you think, or what are you hearing from your employees on what is the most wanted benefit or perk that, you know, is essential right now? They're really happy with their benefits. So when, then when they say they're happy with them, what are you kind of getting the most positive feedback on? Which one? Definitely positive feedback on the whole benefits package. What, okay. When I say that, I mean just the insurance part of it. Okay. They're definitely happy with that. I, I think that concerning benefits and employees, what they're looking for, like I said in the beginning, is it affordable? And when I use it, is it beneficial? Like you, you can have a, a high deductible health plan that's so high that you never meet the deductible. And even yeah. if you have an HSA account, it's like, okay, why am I paying for this insurance? Yeah, you get those get kinds of questions. All right. So is there something in your experience that you came across that it was a, a benefit that just seemed like a really good idea, a really good concept, but it never really took off and it never really got highly adopted yeah. by employees? What was it? This is sort of off the track, but it was live yoga classes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, it seems like everyone would like that. We did it. And hardly any, but like two people, three people participated. Okay. And it was, okay, that's not. We're this was before COVID? Yeah, but it was okay. online. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, so they weren't yeah. at the office. It was just like, because you guys have multiple locations. Exactly. So, so it was online. Okay. Yeah. So what, what, what do you, what's your theory on why that didn't take off? Do you think it was because it was virtual? I think because we're in different time zones. Yeah. That, yeah. And then, I don't know, you know, people say, yeah, I'd like that. And then they don't participate. It's right. okay. We tried yeah. it. It wasn't, I mean, there was some time maybe that was spent to get it going, but not right. from a cost standpoint. Okay. And what, what do you see as being the benefit that nobody really wants to see go away in any fashion? Is it the healthcare coverage? Is that what you see? I think it's tied between retirement 
and healthcare. Okay. Because healthcare, you've got an alternative for group insurance, whereas retirement, you're kind of the what the company retirement plan offers. I don't know that you could do it yourself. Yeah, right. Well, certainly if it has a match, you couldn't, that's not something you could do on the outside. Exactly. Um, maybe self-employed, there's some things you can do, but yeah, right. if, you're just, if you're not in that category, then that wouldn't be the case. Okay. So let's switch gears just a little bit. Nancy, I'm curious, outside of work, is there something that you're really passionate about personally? I'd have to say I'm passionate about animals. Okay mainly those in shelters. I don't like to see animals in shelters. Got them. Okay. <laughs> but does that mean you're a rescuer or you're a... I have one rescue. She's a little crazy. Okay. okay. <laughs> she had definitely been abused before I got her, but probably oversharing, but that's where I donate. That's okay. That's awesome. Time and money to those yeah. things. That's great. And what do you think... Um, going forward, just kind of going back to your role as the uh, manager of the total rewards, what do you think is probably the biggest opportunity going forward in your offerings that you have to employees? Is there a certain benefit that you guys would like to maybe encompass? Is there something that you're evaluating on maybe improving? What do you kind of see there? Actually, right now we're evaluating bereavement leave. Okay. And maybe making it longer than it is. Okay. Could you, so you guys separate them out between PTO and bereavement and sick time and all that. Okay. Yeah, bereavement is its own category. Category. All right. And this might be a similar question, but what do you kind of see as uh, maybe the biggest challenge for the organization right now in terms of you know attracting employees or uh, from a benefit standpoint, something you'd maybe like to see improved or enhanced? I don't know that I understand what you're asking. Okay. So think of it as like um, biggest challenge, like uh, right now it's definitely a job seekers market. Right. Right. Yeah. So they have the leverage. It's the first time they've kind of had the upper hand in a long time. So right. I, I guess another way of asking that question is, is, are, is there anything that you guys are changing or doing differently in order to attract people because it's a job seekers market? That really is not my part of my job responsibilities. Yep. I know that. So for instance, one of the things that we do is Fridays are shortened days. Mm -hmm. So even though you're doing a 40 hour week, you're off Friday afternoon. And that's one thing that's been bantered around, you know, should we continue it? Should we not? And my argument with that is always, this is something you can say to a job seeker that we have. Because I don't know a lot of companies that do that. Right. Maybe they do, but it's a it's actually a cut in the hours that you work or something like that. Right. Or you guys are saying that it isn't. All right. That makes sense. So at this point, do you think, is there anything you think I should have asked you that I didn't? No, I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> awesome. No, Nancy, I mean, it, it was really fast, but it was really good. We had a lot of information in there. Um, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. This was insightful, and I really liked uh, the way that you answered the questions. I can I can honestly tell that you have a big caring for your job and, and the people that you are helping to make those decisions about the important things in their life and the coverages. 
And I want to thank everybody for listening and watching the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors, where we're hoping to raise the retirement confidence of everyday people to another level, one show at a time. Thanks for tuning in, watching, listening. Have a great week and everyone take care and be well. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you. You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.